Q. What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get. What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to the sixth anniversary of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we're going to discuss uh, fake news. That'll be one of the things that we discussed tonight. But we also just want to kind of celebrate the show being a first grader. Six years old, you know. The Talk to Q Radio Show started back in February 2011, and we're still going at it. With well over 400,000 page views and listens, I'm honored to say that the Talk to Q Radio Show has been well-received by the masses over the years. Now, over the years, I've collected 14 show legends, and you can go to TalkToQ.com to learn more about what a show legend is. These folks are the reason this show even exists, okay, week after week, I can count on my show legends to call in and give their opinions on whatever the trending topic may be. I mean, like, whatever questions I have, they're there to answer it. And for those who may not be too familiar with this show, these aren't questions they get to see in advance. When they call in, they have usually very little idea as far as what I'm going to ask. They may know the topic if you sign up for the email newsletter at talkshoe.com, but they don't know the questions. Uh now, I do want to send a huge shout-out to my show legends, especially to Eminem, Buck, and Ray, and, of course, Crystal. Um, they've been around the longest, and without them, my show would have never gotten off the ground. So tonight, we're going to do our normal thing, kick around some topics. Um, so I'm going to try to find a relationship scenario to get them involved in tonight, get their two cents on. And, you know, I'll try to get you all involved as well. I mean, why not join the party? 
You can get in on the show that allows you to voice your opinions because some things just need to be said. So if you want to do that, call 347-202-0215. And who knows, maybe you can wind up being show legend number 15 someday. But before I get started with all of this, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 677 out of 750 starts right after a word from the biggest supporter. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. Go there and get crystallized. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Now, um, like I said, at the start, the show turns six years old, and I don't know, it's like every year I try to think of, what I want to do to celebrate the show's anniversary. And, you know, at one time I would invite all of these people to call in, all of these past guests and old schoolers and all of that to call in and say hello and let us know what they're doing and all that stuff. And I kind of got away from that. Um, you know, I still send everyone invites, but I don't really press for people to call in and, um, you know, reminisce to catch up or anything anymore. Uh, I kind of just conduct things as a normal show, but, you know, of course, you want to acknowledge any time you have um, 
a milestone that you hit. And I just want to say just off the top, um, before I, I get to my callers, that there have been a lot of people just over the last year, um, and, and, and going back to day one, who aren't show legends, but they really play a integral part in the show. Um, there's Stanley in Montreal, Smitty in Phoenix, um, Let's see, there's Al, who used to call the Zone Coverage Show. Al is in New Jersey. He used to call in and get fantasy football advice. A lot of people may not remember Momo B down in Florida. Momo B is one of those year one callers. Uh, Pianchi in St. Louis. Salah Houdin in New York City. The crazy one in Baltimore. Um, Lynn, a.k.a. Tor. She was one half of the first guest I had on the um show in episode two when I interviewed her and Thundercat. Uh, the Parker sisters, Stephanie and Brittany in Kentucky. Uh, I don't know what happened to Miss Boom Boom in Jackson, but she was a lot of fun. Miss Manhood in Florida, and I think um, I saw somewhere that she's moving to Colorado. So, Clay uh, Classy in the ATL, Ben Diane, the Haitian hottie down in Florida, Dylan in Jackson, my man D. Wright of the Green Chump Show in the ATL, my my boy, well, he's really my cousin, Worm, in Jackson, Mississippi, who was, uh, I guess, one of my first regular callers. And it was him and a young lady by the name of Laura who used to call in. I think uh, Laura and I got into it one night talking about prisoners, uh, criminal prisoners' rights. And uh, she didn't call in for a minute behind that. But you got other Q out there in Cali. Courtney Cheryl in Tallahassee, Miss Vixen in New York, Rosanna and Giovanni um, in Florida. They were came on the show to talk about immigration. This is way before Donald Trump. We talked about the process of immigration. They were both from South America. And, of course, I cannot forget Virginia Francis in Virginia who came on, got upset with Eminem and Ray, set the show afire, and um, hasn't been heard from since. That's the ultimate drop the mic, I guess. But um, all of them have made up a huge part of the show, and I appreciate their participation, no matter how big or how small. They all have something to do with the show. But, of course, the people who make the show are the show legends. And I'll go ahead and welcome a couple of them on now. From the 517 area code, the Motown City of Detroit, welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, how's it going? Thank you. How are you? Happy uh, birthday. Thank you very much, ma'am. I want to give you a round of applause for welcoming you on to the show for this special six, um, your anniversary. And so... Crystal, you came on very early, um, and you never left. So I guess everyone <laughs> wants to know, everyone who's not questioning your sanity wants to know why. What made you come to T2Q, and why are you still here? <clears throat> what made me come to I I can't really remember exactly. Um. So we can assume drugs. Started, huh? <laughs> alcohol. We can assume drugs are alcohol, then. 
Uh, <laughs> well, no, I think, you know, I was, at that time I was looking around for something to listen to and, oh, oh no, actually, I remember, um, a girlfriend of mine was listening, uh, Robin, and mm-hmm. who's now in California. And um, so I I just started listening when, to the show, and I just I liked the, the you know you you guys just talk and the back and forth and the conversation and everything like that. So I just stayed, and also, well, actually it was kind of funny because some of the things that you know you guys would talk about, I was like. You know, it just upset me because I was, like, the only person who had my point of view, which is probably mm-hmm. a good thing. And um, <laughs> and then I stayed, I mean, it just, it became this kind of an adversarial thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then after a while I stayed because I found that I was the only female who would call in on a consistent basis except for a few here and there. But I was still the only one who had my point of view. So I said, you know what? I have to stay. I have to stay for the feminists of the world who are proud to be feminists and to say the F word. And so I decided, okay, I have to stay to represent. So, And because, of course, I love the show. I love UQ. I think, you know, you actually do a really great job being a radio host. And, you know, I know it's your sixth anniversary, and that's wonderful, but you keep saying that you're going to end at 700 and something or whatever. And I was like, this is kind of sad, actually. It's almost like knowing when someone's going to die. And it's cutting oh your celebrating the countdown of their death. So I don't know. I you know I guess because we're getting closer, it's kind of weird to me. But anyway, but anyway, that's why I stay. Totally love the show. Well, I'm glad you stayed, Crystal. Um, you're a huge part of the reason I stayed because. <laughs> Whenever I got upset over all the work I was doing and not getting the results that I wanted, I would vent to you, um, and you were always there to encourage me and give me ideas when I needed it, so I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, good. Glad to be, definitely glad to be a part of it. Cool. All right, so let me go to another show, ladies. To the 850 area code to the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring. But what's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening, man? Doing well. Hello, doing Chris, well. How are you doing? Hey, Buck. All right, so Buck, you came along in year one. I think you got on board sometime right around the end of May or maybe June of 2011, and you stuck around, too. Uh, You were like, I think I had mentioned the show to you, but you hadn't checked it out. And once you checked it out, 
you were kind of hooked, man. So what what kept you around for all these years? Well, you know, the what what hooked me, it was actually I think it was around June or July when we um I think it may have been July when I actually came on. Okay. And when you at first, you know, I had just gotten fresh off a of divorce at the time, so I was like I was trying to get things together and get things lined up. So I would have probably been on from the, from the jump if it wasn't for that. But what intrigued me was something that we used to, you know, we had kind of played around long before radio show time of doing a show. And, in fact, we had already done a a, a, a successful NASCAR site for a couple couple of few years. So for NFL, other like, websites, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, you know, this may be something that would be really cool to, you know, Finally, you know, I finally gotten settled and everything. I said, let's check it out. So I checked it out. Mm-hmm. And the topics that you were hitting um, the, and the way you hit them was really, really good. And since, you know, we already had a long history anyway since, you know, we grew up, you know, homeboys and everything. So, you know, it was like, all right, you know, this, you know, we can take this to the next level, you know. And I think Eminem was already on board and I think Ray was getting ready to come on board. So it was just, it was, it just, it was just a, once we all got on on air together, you know the chemistry. Even though we were in different places in the, in the in the United States, it just clicked. The way that the whole show platform was set up was um, ingenious, really, because you just don't see radio shows like this in you know regularly. You don't see them on you know on any of the Cyrus you know, radio shows or anything like that. And I was like, man, this is really pretty cool. And the way we get to, to we all come from different backgrounds. And I think that's the that's what makes this the uniqueness of the show so great. Everybody has a different perspective on, you know, on life because of their own life experiences. So you don't get the same answer from everybody like you do on these generic radio shows and radio, you know, you, you get – straightforward answers that you can actually, even though we're, we say we're not experts, but, I mean, there's there's a lot of times, there's a lot of things that we say that you can actually apply to everyday life. And that's what makes the unique, makes the show so unique and diverse. It's, you know, even though sometimes we the show goes off the rail, you still learn <laughs> something even on those shows that go off the rail. So it's, it's really unique, it's different, it's fun, and you know, I know you say 750, but I think we have a great platform um, in today's society that's much like what we used to look at for soul training and some of those other, you know, churches and things of that nature that people look for for information that they can actually use. I think this is like your modern mainstream place where you can get information you can use and be able to apply it. And I think that's what makes the show, you know, that's the reason I stayed because, you know, it seems like the show continues to evolve each year. It it, it grows and, and it hits a different, you know, hits a different level. And it's like it continues to evolve each year. And that's what I like about the show. I appreciate that, man. And you're right, the show has evolved a lot. It's changed a lot, and I think the past year, and maybe I said this a year before, but the past year, the shows have been, as far as the content and the contribution from um, you all and the other callers, 
has really been great. The tweet chats do very well on Facebook now. Uh, so there, I get more participation on Facebook than I do Twitter as far as that's concerned. And I think that's kind of cool too. So, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been very enjoyable and it's, it's something that I've truly enjoyed doing. And then on top of that, the connections that I've made, I mean, I've made friends with people, um, you know, and, and some of them I've, I've met, you know, I got a chance to meet the bad man, you know, um, when he was in Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, I got a chance to meet uh, date coach Shantae in Toronto. Um, let's see. I also, well, I got an opportunity to meet Ray because I, I didn't know Ray when he first started calling in. And, I, I mean, I can go on and on. There's so many people. I think I've met, like, somewhere between 10 to 15 people who have been on the show before. Um, now, Crystal and I have never met, but I do intend on meeting Crystal, whether she likes it or not. So um, at some point, I'm going to try to get up to the Detroit area, meet her, meet True Speech, meet Jay Mayo. Uh, so, I, I mean, the, I think the beauty of this show is how many people have come together. Uh, True Speech and Milani Billups had a podcast together. Okay, and I, I thought that was kind of cool, you know, because I brought those two together. And there were other people who um, were introduced to one another as well. And if you go out on Twitter and you click on one of my show guests, you'll see so many people who have been affiliated with my show who follow them simply because they interacted with them on the show. So I, that's one thing I think that I really do like, the fact that it brought a lot of people together, a lot of talented people together. But all right, we'll go ahead and get started because I actually do have some questions to ask you all tonight about things. And I, I want to get into this fake news thing. You know, President Trump has been talking lately about the media and referring to things as fake news. We've been we've been hearing the term alternative facts um, that have been thrown around. And like Buck mentioned earlier, TQQ is kind of a source for you to come and get real information because I don't try to sell you on the topics. I put it out there and I let you discuss it, okay? So it's not me trying to convince you of anything. It's you trying to convince, I guess, everyone else, and then you get to share ideas that way. So you get both sides of the story here on T2Q, but you don't always get that on TV. So, Crystal, let me start with you. Do you think that the media only tells one side of the story, or do we still have some um, good mainstream media out there that kind of makes it fair for everyone? No, you know, I I understand that a lot of people do believe, and it may be true to some extent, that the media, you know, spins the story a certain way. I think the main thing that the media may spin the story towards, you know, they um, their listeners and or their watchers or whatever. So, you know, if you're a liberal, quote-unquote, um, media source and you know that that's your primary audience, then, yeah, you're going to, 
you know, have the people on there and, and spin it that way. However, I know one of the things that Trump likes to talk about as far as, like, all, you know, he just includes all media. Um, yeah. I don't even know if he's including independent media at all, but he definitely likes to talk about CNN. And um, I know everybody doesn't like CNN, or they have their own particular news sources they they listen to or watch. But I have seen that, yes, I mean, uh, media itself tends to be primarily liberal because really that's what the news is about, is about telling the truth and exposing, you know, dishonesty or, or exposing hidden agendas and things like that. So that's what that's what the news is all about is is putting the word out there for the public and for the masses so they can know what's going on. And so there is no it's like breaking down the door of you know, those private meetings, whether you are conservative or liberal. And I think that a lot of the news sources do have both people on on their show or on their panel. They'll have Republican, or I hate to say Republican, but I say conservative, liberal, and in between, you know, on their shows. So I think that people who don't really like the media are people who don't like those doors being broken down. And I think that's what's going on with Trump at this point. So. Okay. Interesting answer. Okay. And, yeah, you know, a lot of those shows, they'll have, like on MSNBC, they'll have one conservative come on the show, and it's usually someone who's loud and probably dislikable, and they'll put them up against three or four Democrats and let them gang up on them. And then on Fox, they do the same thing to Democrats. It's, but I, I guess it does allow a person to have a voice on another on the other side, but it's not a very strong voice. Um, Kimmy Bernard chimed in on Facebook from Memphis, and she says, "Yes, I do." To answer the question, do you think the media tells one side of the story? She says, "Yes, I do." The media hypes it up just to get initial attention of the audience. I think it's due to ratings. It's not fake news, but you can't believe the hype. Fact versus fiction. And SPK13 chimed in on Twitter, and she says it de- depends on the news network. Yes, we all know which one tends to do this more than others. So that sounds like it could be a reference to Fox News, but who am I to assume, right? But what do you think, man? Um, do you think that that, you know, the media only tells one side of the story, or do we still have some reputable mainstream news choices out there. Well, I mean, we know the news for many years. I think the news is almost like a corrupt, you know, it's almost as corrupt as the government to a certain degree. Um, It's actually gotten, the news now has gotten more like the National Enquirer or whatever that global news one, the one that comes in the black and white. I can't remember the name of that one or, you know, or the sun or something like that. And I think, you know, people want shock value when it comes to news. 
Um, and now the news is kind of feeding off of that. Um, the say for weather event, you know, they got all these, you know, they, they're naming all these winter storms. They're naming these, um, uh, you know, they say that, you know, on a scale of one to five, it's, you got a moderate to slight risk. So that runs everybody to the store. Same thing, you know, with the presidency. I mean, I think it's, you know, you, if you see, you know, what Trump's going through right now, I, I think it's actually getting to him because now he's not as boisterous as he once was when he first started. Um, you know, because they're, they're, you know, any little thing, that, even if it's slightly wrong, they're calling him on the carpet about it. And, you know, it's making him outrate at that point. So, therefore, he's calling it fake news or what have you. And, you know, when they play it back for him, I mean, what's fake about it? Because it's coming out of your own mouth, so it's not fake. It's real. And you're getting called on the carpet about it. You know, and when you're the president of the United States and you made all these bold predictions on what you were going to do and how you were going to do it, and then they, and you don't do it and you get called on the carpet about it, you can't call it fake news. It's real news. It come, it's coming out your mouth. It was reported when it came out your mouth. So now, you know, now you got in-your-face news. It's not so much shock value news. It's in-your-fake news because now the news has changed because of Trump probably to a point to where if you, you know, if you make up, you say a lie on TV and you say you didn't say it and then they call you on the carpet about it, you know, it's right in your face. It's, I mean, what, you know, at that point, you're, you know, you're stepping over your words trying to figure out what you're going to say to get out of it when they're showing it to you because they're showing it to you right, you know, they're showing it to you right there in your face. And CNN has called him on the carpet probably more than any of them, and that's the reason why they call, he calls CNN fake news, and it's not been fake. It's been real in-your-face news. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to see. But... um. I wouldn't necessarily call it fake news with what we're seeing. I just think they're just calling his ass on the carpet. And yeah, they're going. You know, he doesn't know what. That's what it. That's what's really happening. And I think what's really the cause of that is that because he has, you know, talked about the media so much, they're kind of lashing back at him because uh, they're used to being the bullies. So they're not used to being bullied, and I guess they're kind of responding back. And so, Crystal, as far as false or misleading news, why do you think that it's allowed to circulate without any type of policing, um, you know, on the web or in social media? Well, you know, I don't, I don't really see it as as non-policing, really, mm-hmm. um, because you see, the problem is, is that we're used to or news itself has changed. Um, it used to be where in order to find out if anything was going on, we only had a few sources. We only had our nightly news, whether it be national or public uh, or um, local, and you know the newspaper and maybe a few articles in you know magazines. So we only used to have that kind of stuff. It was only professional journalists, um, you know, who stood by a code over let's 
let's research the facts, let's make sure we get our sources correct, all that kind of stuff. Of course, nowadays, um, in the in the world of social media, in the world, you know, of Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, blogs, now you have a whole host of people and those people who have you know, put something out there, actually their stuff is being tapped into by the national media. Um, so let's just say decrystallize.net decided to put something out there. <laughs> um, you know, is it diligently researched? <laughs> you know, is it, you know, the sources being tapped into or whatever, no, (laughs) we're putting it out there. And the sensationalism of the headline to get you to, you know, to click on my site, you know, I may say something like, Trump is screwing his daughter. Now, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's not what's in my article, Uh, because I'm actually going to tell you what I really mean is Trump is maybe screwing over his daughter because of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right, but you clicked on my site. So it's the same kind of uh, premise. So you win. And not only that, you know, when the blogs came on board and became national and things like Twitter that Trump actually uses, for his real headlines, um, places like CNN and, and New York, you know, New York Post, different things, they use this in order to find their own headlines. So it's, you know, it, so it's a little different than it was before. To think that you know it's just because of somebody finding great source, you know, and someone says, well, then it's just all about ratings. Yes. Yes, it is all about ratings. Now, if you want to find out the truth, truth or whatever, then yes, you you read the headlines and you look at the what's on the news, and then you mm-hmm. go to Google. You research it yourself. It's not like you don't have the information in front of you. This is you true. You can find out the truth. And there are other websites and sites out there that are very independent that will just put out there, you know, what's going on. So, you know, I, I think it's a little, especially nowadays, it's a little naive and juvenile just to say, <clears throat> well, you have to, whatever you see on the news, whatever you hear, you know, in the regular, you know, old places, quote unquote, you know, it's all about, if it's not there, it's not real. I mean, damn, do your own damn research. And find out what's real. And that's the problem with America. That's why Trump is president. Because you guys are so easily to manipulate by sound bites. You know, you should do your own research. That's the way of the world today. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's hard to argue that. It really is. just kind of how we go. It's par for the course. Uh, let me go to the... 865 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee. Welcome on, Daddy Rich, D.R. Resabner. Hey, 
What's going on? Now, I changed my name to Tennessee Rich now about two months ago. Tennessee Rich. I have to keep that in mind, man. It might take me a couple of shows to get used to it. <laughs> so. Yeah. How's everybody All doing? Right. Doing well, man. And TR, um, why is false or misleading news allowed to circulate about any type of policing and social media on the web? And why do you think it's just kind of out there and no one, well, I don't say no one, but a lot of people just choose not to even address it? I think they put it out there to see really what, what people really think. I think. I think it's a way to find out the truth because most people won't say what they really feel. They're just going to follow what people do, what the, what the majority do, such as, like, I heard Crystal talking about the Trump situation. Uh, I think that was a lot about people following uh, because everybody else was doing it. Uh, and and that's just how America is, man. If if something if if I made something that said it's the worldly world, and and that's what that everybody everybody's doing it now. Matter of fact, I made a song about that. <laughs> everybody's doing it, and right. you know that's just how it is, man. And I think that they use that. I think they do police it, but not the way we want them to police it. They police it to find out information. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's interesting. Maybe they do try to just test the waters a little bit. Let's see. SPK13 chimed back in on Twitter. She says, simply put, isms. All right. Racism, sexism, classism, capitalism, racism again, and xenophobia, to name a few. So she said those are the reasons why it's allowed to run amok just to – Create havoc and keep the country divided. Buck, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, to me, it looks like, you know, just kind of test the waters a little bit because people people now, we have have access to more information now than we ever have in, 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 you know, ever. And the bottom line of it is that we as Americans, we, we want the shortcut way all the time. We don't want the conventional way of handling things. We want the shortcut way. So, therefore, we can just go ahead, get it done, and get it over with and, you know, ask questions later. And I think that's the reason why we have so many problems in society today because, you know, we've, you know we're, we've gotten used to the, the quick fix, so to speak. And when you get used to, a, you know, a quick way of doing things and not really reviewing and studying the facts, I think, you know, when we hear this, you know, this news that sounds shocking to us and, you know, we we go into belief mode too fast. Like, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. real, you know, that's the real news right there. You know, I heard, and we don't, you know, we don't, we have more access to information. We got a computer in our hand as far as the cell phone goes. Everybody got Internet access. So you can check on, you know, you can go to USA Today, you can go to what, whatever, wherever you get your news from, New York Times, nightly news, you know, you can get, you can get, you can get your local news, your, you know, national news right there on your phone. So we don't check any of that. We just jump to conclusion and go, oh, that's, you know, that's real right there because, you know, I saw it, you know, and, and don't really know what's actually going on. We just, you know, jump into the conclusion that this, this is the real thing. Right. And, and and then you know 
it spread just like wildfire. You know, we're out there telling telling everybody this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened. Or like what happened here a couple of weeks ago and that guy, they thought he was in the woods and that rascal was in Georgia. But the cops were still hanging out over there where they thought he was in the woods because somebody on Facebook said he was over there. And even though we're watching it live on TV that he's in this hotel with this girl, the the scammer county sheriff department is still over there until they until the man shot himself you know shot himself and killed himself then they pulled off and I'm like wow I'm going like they can't see that on I mean you got a device right there you can see this on there's no reason for y'all to be camped out there you know he's not there you know so we're so mm-hmm. quick to you know not review the information and. We're so quick to pass that information on, and it's in, incorrect information. And by the time you figure it out as incorrect, you know, you're like, damn, you look like an idiot at that point or something bad. Happened. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that when you live in a fast-paced society like that, this is what happens. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I think, you know, Facebook has done some things to try to combat against fake news. Like, I think they have something now where you can actually report, you can flag something if you find it to be fake. And if enough people flag it, I think it can be removed from from Facebook. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the damage may be done by them, but at least it kind of prevents it from spreading faster than what it does. Uh, but Crystal, how you mentioned Google earlier? How do you influence a nation of people like the United States, who you know we're lazy for the most part? How do you influence people to fact check before they start circulating this garbage? Well, you can't really um, influence them to do that. Uh, usually, that happens after the fact, and mainly it is because a lot of the major news uh, resources, CNN, um, to be number uh, one of the number ones of places that people watch and one of the number ones who do put things out. Why? Because they wanted to get, out, get it out as fast as possible. We want to be the first person to say, hey, I got it first. And sure. that's, it used to be where that was just, well, we get it off of CNN or we get it off of wherever we're watching, MSNBC or whatever, and then we put it on our blog to be the first. But now um, it's really all about, I mean, you can watch it live happening. You know, the scrolling, you know, when you're watching something, <laughs> the person puts it out there, you're watching, you know, the, the event unfold. And so under the scrolling, it says, you know, 10 people shot. And then it changes as you as you continue to watch. It changes as, you know, they get more information as opposed to the other way around where it used to be where you wouldn't hear the news story or see it or read it or whatever until all those facts have been checked as best as right. possible, you know. So you wouldn't get the news story for days and you know until after all those things were checked cuz it was part of it was part of journalism and of course it still is 
but also we, we want to get that we want to get that story out there as fast as possible. I mean, literally, as it's happening, we don't know what's going on. I mean, we don't know the facts behind it, but the story changes as we find out the information because we want our site, our news source, we want to be, in other words, we want to be the news source. We want to be the source. Right, right. That's the key. We want to be the source. We want to be the first person. You heard it here first. You read it here first. That's what it is, and that's what it's about. So a lot of times the fake news or whatever, that's where it's coming from. Now, Trump himself, Trump comes from the world of celebrity. And in the world of celebrity, um, a lot of times the news that happens around them, they don't really interact with um, news sources, whatever that may be, that much. You may see them in a flash for a second. The reporter may get just a couple of sentences, if anything, out of them. Maybe nothing at all. They just keep walking or whatever. So they kind of control what information is out there, and then they keep going. So therefore, you have the reporter who makes up whatever, you know, and just, you know, we have the, the, you know, the, the beautiful word of allegedly in order to fill in the gap until we can find out some real information. That's the world he comes from. And the reporters are waiting for him to give the real information or whatever. He's now dealing in a world where that doesn't happen. The reporter is not going to just wait for you to give real information. They're going to do the research. They're going to try to find out. And they're not going to leave you alone until we get the real information and we can go to other people around you. He's not used to that. He's not used to people just hanging on his every little word and just believing, you know, Mm -hmm. the sensationalism of this world of celebrity. That's why he's pissed off. He, you know, he he doesn't understand. He's, and I know some people want to, and he also wants to compare himself to Ronald Reagan, maybe because Ronald Reagan became from the world of acting and celebrity. But I he's guess. completely different from Ronald Reagan. Completely yeah, different. Ronald Reagan, first of all, was a politician for a while before he became president. So that's a completely different situation. But that's that's you know that's why things happen the way they do, because we you want do. to get that story out there as fast as possible. You make a good point there, and I think that Trump, the situation with what really is to put it frank is that celebrities are able to manipulate news, and he's not used to not being able to manipulate it, because in his position things have to be the truth. And it's as close to the truth as you can get it. And as celebrities are used to being able to manipulate things, oh, well, maybe this person had a problem, but, well, they went and they were sick. You know, things are manipulated for celebrities, not like a common person. So their the, the, their news is going to be given to us differently. Uh, you know, it's just like an athlete <clears throat> when they lie about what what's really wrong with them, and then you find out the truth later on because it's too big for them to hold back. The same way colleges do with their athletes when they bring them in. It's all a big lie, 
And then all of a sudden when they hit the real world, now the truth has to be told, and they're not used to that. And that's the same thing that's happening to Trump now and all of the people that come in to places where they have to be truthful. Okay. Good point, good point. And so, Buck, our radio shows like this one, T2Q, uh, shows like The Crystal Show, are, are those the type of venues that are needed for people, I guess, to try to get both sides of the story? I mean, or do you think there are too many opinions out there in the world as it is and shows are needed? I think these, these type of shows are needed because it, 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 it gives you it, – it restores balance, first of all. It restores um, some truth also because when you have people with different backgrounds, that have, you know, been there, done that, they tend to be more truthful to try to tell you how to get, you know, how to get out of situations and how to fix situations versus, you know, telling you some crap that's not going to work because, you know, shows like these try to, you know, do things so therefore, you know, the person can, you know, figure out an actual solution to the problem instead of adding to the problem. So... Mm -hmm. You know, shows like these, I think, are very vital to what's going on now in the world. So, therefore, you can, you know, you can, you know, you can, you know, you don't feel like you're completely lost and there's no hope. You know, when you, you know, provide something like what this show provides and the other shows like it provide, you know, it gives you that sense of, all right, a comp, you know, once you go through something, and you're able to listen to somebody who's also been, you know, been through the same type of, you know, scenario, and they, they may, you know, actually find out how to get out of it, and, you know, it helps them in the long run. It could be, you know, it may keep them from doing something detrimental to themselves, like suicide or something like that. So I think right. shows like this is vital because it restores the balance instead of, just hearing just mainstream stuff, just hearing the status quo of what you normally hear on TV. All right. All right. Very good, sir. And on Facebook, my man Dre chimed in from Tampa. He says shows like this are needed because there's already too much political banter from both sides. Hashtag keep Q alive. Okay. Appreciate that, Dre. And so, Crystal, the media separates the masses. I mean, people only listen to the views that support their own. So how can we get people to listen to others' opinions aside from shows like this one? Well, I think that Man, how, what how you need to... How do you get a from Fox News to watch MSNBC and vice versa? Well, you know, that's why you have to bring on um, other panels um, who don't necessarily just support your view or your main audience view. Good to have conservatives and liberals or whomever discussing uh, both sides of the story. Because, first of all, who wants to hear, you know, a couple of people agreeing with each other? You know, right. like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, Trump sucks. Oh, yeah, Trump sucks too. Okay, this is totally boring. No, I want to hear... <laughs> Someone say, you know, well, I believe in Trump. I believe he's going to do a great job. I believe, whatever. Now we have a discussion. Now we have a conversation. 
And in talk radio, uh, what this is, it gives the opportunity for the masses to speak. And it gives an opportunity for the real people to uh, invite their opinion. Because, first of all, the host of whatever show, whether you're um, CNN, MSND, or MSNBC, <laughs> or whether you are Talk to Radio Show or The Fabulous Crystal Show, whatever you are, um, we are just a platform for the public. We're an opinion. Even CNN is basically an opinion, and we are just reporting. Uh, the, the, we're just reporting what's happening, and then and then the public can um, talk about and give their views on what's going on. And that way, the politicians can either listen in, call in, and understand what their constituency is truly believing, because that's what they're there for, supposedly, to right. represent us. So that's the the purpose of the media to give what's to, to let everyone know what's going on. Um, because if you're sitting in your home, you're getting up, you're going to work, you're doing whatever you're doing inside of your own world, you don't know that on the other side of town there was just a murder, or that your mayor is corrupt. So that's what the news is for to tell you what's going on, to get out there and to, you know, let you know. And then on talk radio or what have you, or editorials in a newspaper or whatever, or now we have, you know, where the public can make comments to different news or whatever, then people can see, these people in power can actually see or hear what's going on in their own true community. And that's truly mm-hmm. important. So the media is very important. It does a really good job, no matter whether you are, you know, a journalist on CNN or whether you are a blogger or what have you. It's it's all important information that has to be out there. And that is the key, information. And, and you know, and so for Trump or people like that to say, hey, the media is just spinning things the way they want to. The media is just sensationalizing stuff. You know, whatever. Stop being a lazy person. Like I said before, well, do the research. You don't believe what I have to say? Then fucking research it. As I'm talking, you can be researching. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. It, I mean, really, you can be doing that however you want to do it. Don't believe me. Look it up. Just like I looked it up, just like I found out the information, you find out the information. You challenge me on what you're hearing. Get to the truth, because actually, is there any real truth out there? Well, I don't know. You know, there's always three sides to the story, as they say. So... Yeah. Um, I think that again, people are just being really lazy when they keep when they say stuff like that. Absolutely. Do the research, you know. Really look into it. Figure it out. I mean, come on. Okay. Very good, ma'am. And 
Let's see. My girl Erica up in Knoxville, Tennessee, chimed in. Um, as far as about the media being fake, she says it is fake. She said my ex worked at a local ga- a local station in Hattiesburg and Jackson, um, two cities here in Mississippi, and they make a lot of the news up. They take extreme liberties to make stories more exciting and slanted. I can't tell you how many complaints they get from people after the story airs due to all of the inaccuracies. And I can't say can't say that I'm surprised. Um, I've seen, you know, I've been on the scene for news interviews, and I've been interviewed before. And you know, they pick and choose what they want to use that's going to make their story, you know, be more exciting. Um, oh, she she just added. I was shocked initially, and so was he. Uh, even uh, he even went as far as confronting some of his coworkers about it. When it comes down to it, it's just like anything else. It's all about the money and the ratings, and of course that's true. That's true. It's all about the bottom line. That's all anyone cares about this situation. So um, I saw a story today about Jackson State University and their journalism um, department actually. Um, had like part of their curriculum is learning how to fact check. And so their instructor was interviewed and she talked about the importance of fact checking more now than ever. And being a professional journalist, not uh, just running off at the mouth over one source without checking your source and checking the validity of what's being told and waiting to have the correct information before it goes out. And that's something Crystal mentioned earlier. I remember when they had the uh, police shootings back in Dallas last summer uh, where the guy was downtown and did the shooting, there were so many stories that came out initially. Oh, we have four shooters uh, or we have this many victims and all that stuff. And then the numbers changed throughout the night because people were going with the first bit of information that they were hearing. You know, it's like if a reporter stuck a microphone in your face and you say that you you saw six shooters, then they were reporting it as if it, were, if it was a fact that there were six shooters. And that's kind of what we deal with today a lot with the media. They kind of just report, and then they go back and change it later, and you're not always available to get that change. So you may get misinformation up front and never hear the update, and now you're going around telling everyone the same misinformation that you initially got. That's not even true or never was true. And as far as what's going to happen between Trump and the media, Buck, let me ask you this. Donald Trump, as loud as he is and as many Twitter followers as he has and the type of money that he has, he can't win a war against the media, can he? Buck? Crystal? No, Sorry he can't that. win the war about I don't uh, think he's gonna win it. Buck's back. I don't think he's gonna win it. I don't think I don't think he I don't think he's gonna win it because simply because you can already see the toll that is taken on taken on him already. He's running back and forth, you know, to Milargo, um, costing taxpayers, you know, thousands and millions of dollars. 
the protectors behind while he's down there vacationing, um, is already taking a toll. Um, and it's just it's getting progressively worse. Um, the media is, you know, since he's lying, the media is doing a little bit too. So as a result of it, I mean, now you see a calmer, you know, I really don't think Trump ever, I mean, I, I think, first of all, the presidency is a surprise to him because nobody, you know, nobody really thought that he would win. Look how he starts off his um his press conferences where I won the, you know, I won the, you know, I won the the electoral vote. Well, you didn't win the popular vote. So, I mean, we already know that. So you don't need to start off each and every speech with I won the electoral vote. We already know that. That I mean, we don't need to know that at every single speech. You know that you got. You know, every time you don't give, you got to prove to everybody you did it. Okay, we did. Okay, bro, we got you. It's already taking a toll, and it don't matter how much money he has. You know, you know the media can break you down to the point to where, you know, you ain't shitty, and it don't matter who you are. Um, so he's already losing the battle. Okay, I th- I think he'll be able to right. control some of it. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they'll kill him out too bad, but I, you know they're going to give him give him their shots. But I think he'll be able to control some of it. They'll keep it under control because they'll be scared of what the repercussions are. Some of them will be. Right. All right. Let me bring on a couple more callers. We got two more show legends calling in. Calling in, representing the. 504 area code, the Crescent City of New Jersey. Welcome on, Lady T, to the Talk to you Radio Show. Lady T, what's happening? Hey, how are you? Did you just sound from the Crescent City of where? New Orleans. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I can't hear that well. I just want to wish I you a happy anniversary. Huh? Oh, I, I think that's what I said. <laughs> happy anniversary. Congratulations on your... Sixth-year anniversary. I think that's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it, and glad to have you back in the mix. And so let me ask you this, and I, I asked uh, Buck and Crystal this as well. What do you, what initially made you call into the show, and what made you hang around long enough to become a show manager? Um, I like the consistency. I like the consistency of the different opinions, and I've been on your show a plethora of times, and I've witnessed it get emotional. I've witnessed it become um, a, a lot of raw emotions, happy, good, a lot of verbal sparring, but at the end of the day, people are calling into the next show like n- nothing ever happened. That's because people know how to voice their opinion, get upset, shrug it off, and keep it moving. I mean, and that's all a part of growth and maturity and being adults. And unfortunately, I see that going away a lot less. And I've, um, not on your show, but in mainstream media, social media, mm-hmm. um, People have become internet bullies, and I guess you know now we have the head bully in the White House, in my opinion. You know, but 
and I like the fact that you don't mind discussing any and everything. You really don't. And the show legends and the callers, they'll speak on any topic. And I appreciate that. You know, there have been times where I've disagreed with some of the callers, some of the show legends, but, you know, I'm just one person giving my own personal opinion. But I like that you don't really censor the show topics. You'll deep dive into everything. And I can appreciate that. Cool, Benny. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're and uh, let me go to the 601 area curve right quick. The Magnolia State of Mississippi. To welcome on the man who's been dubbed the Minister of Sexual Affairs. The homie Eminem. What's up, Eminem? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> What's up? And Eminem, you were one of the first um, to get on board, right? One of the first show legends to get on board with the show. And you've been around pretty much the whole six years, man. Uh, what brought you in and what made you stay? Oh, man. Uh, well, initially what brought me in was uh, you kept telling me, say, man, uh, you know, I got this show. You need to check it out. You know, maybe not in the exact words, but, you know, so I'm like, yeah, cool, you know, just on the strength. But I don't know. I guess it didn't resonate on me that it was actually your – I mean, I knew it was your show, but, I mean, I didn't know it was like your show, like, damn, like, man, with the freedom. So when I got a taste of being able to be raw and – Everything like that, and totally be myself with shit, man. That was hook, line, and sinker for me, literally. So I was like, you know, and then in the early, early days, you know, half the time it was just like me and Q for like a long time, and people start calling in and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, I get to kick off hearing my own self talk sometimes. So, so man, that was like a, you know, that that shit was just like monumental to me, man. You know, so and uh, now what kept me around was just. Uh, well, well, you know, in addition to, you know, the, uh, the 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 stuff I just mentioned, well, you know, um, I'm a a social, 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 social type of guy. So, you know, meeting people and hearing what people got to say, and you know, nothing held back. Then, of course, my uh, uh, I told my cousin about the show. Then he became a legend and um, everything, and you know. Uh, you know, uh, Buck was like uh cute best friend from, from, you know, pretty much growing up and stuff, so got to know him and, you know, meeting other people from around the country, you know, uh, 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 Amy and then, uh, like I say, you know, Lady T, you know, she came on and, you know, she only, not only from New Orleans, she actually from, you know, the part of New Orleans that a lot of my people down there from. So, you know, that was cool. Um and just, you know, hearing different things that you can relate to sometime and hear different opinions, and you already kind of know how it's going to go sometimes. And like Lady T said, you know, it's like, it's, you know, sometimes it can get real opinionated, real emotional, but uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, with some stuff you can predict, some stuff you can't predict. And then some stuff is pretty much a consensus almost across the board just about every time. So I think that's a unique thing and uh uh, and I love the fact that, that Q don't really have no, just say, uh, he got sponsors, but it, 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 quote me if I'm wrong, but I don't think nobody's a damn billion dollar corporation where they saying, hey, man, all this cussing got That'd to go, nice. or, you know, or, you know, something like that. So right now, you know, these last six years, you know, I don't know what the next six going to be or what 750 going to be, but, you know, uh, 
you know, once he get that sponsor, whatever, then, you know, uh, I'm sure it's going to take the show to another level, but at the same time, it'll be one of them things like where, you know, it'll be still a few people be like, man, come home, come home, Q. Kind of like on uh, Hustling Flow. When they was uh, yeah. <laughs> telling Skinny Black, come on, man, we miss you. And they was talking about how the, his shit was raw in the, in the basement. So that's that's what that type of shit will be, you know, in a good way, man. But, uh, you know, I just think it's great what you're doing, man. It, it's really helped uh, It's really helped me a lot with my my art business and stuff like that. Not, not necessarily just say dollars in my pocket, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it expanded shit I've been wanting to do, especially with my... Uh, you know, my newsletter and, you know, like you say, you know, getting vibes out different people and different people hearing me. And then, of course, if anybody follow you, you always going to show love. So, like, if somebody send you something or say something they're going to do, what they're going to do, and you're going to hit that shit up and plug it out there and, and, and think nothing about it. You ain't going to be like, well, hey, man, you know, about 1,500 people now know about your shit, man. So, you know, what my what my cutoff is, you know, you just do it in love, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Cause you know the struggle is real, literally. So uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think okay. that's, that's uh, everybody got their calling, man. And I think this is truly part of yours. I, I ain't saying this sums you up totally, but uh, cause you know you do with you know a lot of depth and stuff. But uh, I think this is definitely one. You know, you got all these people talking about I'm called to preach and all this stuff like that. But you know, stuff to help people ain't always necessarily standing behind something. You know, I ain't dissing that, but I'm just saying. It, that ain't the only way to reach people. So I think this is a great tool and great avenue, and I know a lot of people been helped by this show. Whether they call in to admit it or not, I, I know it for a fact. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, man. Nice work. And one more thing, can. too. If you if you ever make a blooper show, you did say the Crescent City of New Jersey, but I know you meant New Orleans. So Did Lady I say New Jersey? Okay, yeah. that's why I had to kind of second. I thought he said that. I know what guess. I heard. <laughs> Crescent City of New Jersey. I know what I that? heard. Okay, that's why I wasn't too sure. Let me go to the 217 area code, the land of Lincoln, to welcome on the bad man. Bad man, what's happening, bro? What is up, man? Happy anniversary. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the love and Bad man, how'd you get hooked up with T2Q? What made you hang around here? Um, actually, I uh, through a former, I mean, former uh, mutual friend of ours. You know, you know, he came on. He told me about the show one time, and you know, I came on, and you know, and I and I liked it. You know, it was you know, met some cool cats, cool ladies. You know, everybody had good um, points. You know. And everybody pretty much just like-minded, and, you know, we we all became like a family, you know. And you gave me my own show. <laughs> yeah. I you gave me my it. own show. <laughs> Good Jesus. You talking about, hey, give me the, hey, give me the dynamite to a crazy man? Yeah. <laughs> Man, because I can tell you, there's some shows that I can remember that had me just, I had, I was crying. And see, the one, I think, the the funniest ones I can remember, I think it was the one um, when we was talking about how you can tell if your man was uh, on the DL, and and then I came <laughs> up with the joke with, uh, 
He had the uh, brown stains in the in the front of his drawers and, yeah, and he's skipping ropes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, then we got to talk about then we got to talk about the floating, the 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 sex term of floating oh, and what Richard the fuck and is Yeah. And then uh, there was the man that was charging people to teach him how to have sex and all that crazy jazz and that was just beyond crazy. It, you it's know, been and, a lot, man. A lot of pop culture has come through here, and uh, I mean. It seemed like at one time, every maybe that was in 2012, 2013, every other week, something Eminem said was being hashtagged on Twitter. And uh, No, no. You know. Right. And then Jules and Philly uh, still has her Eminemism, Eminemism shirt to this day. Uh, and, you know, my uh, Right. And screwing his Yeah, and I invented a term. Leon is... <laughs> oh yes, and all the guys don't know about Leonism. Hey, you mm-hmm. got to know about Leonism. You got to know about Leonism, man. It's <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but you know, doing all, you know, it's 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 been a fun ride. You know, I I really enjoy talking to you guys. You know, because you know, like I said, we all like minded. You know, especially. You know, we're pretty much all around about the same age age group, you know, so you know, we 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 can talk about things from the seventies, you know, like eight tracks. Yeah. You know, and uh And, and then I mentioned bottoms. at the beginning of the show I mentioned at the beginning of the show I actually got to meet you in Monroe. Uh so that yes, was you cool did. actually getting to to meet you, so Yeah, so I was out there full hey, I, Yeah, I was I was after hey, I was Sweating like a Hebrew slave, and man, it was it was hot as the devil out there. The summertime, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I tell people, you know, people complain, you know, you know, especially just like in Illinois, they they say it's hot. I keep telling them no, until you are in either Louisiana, Arkansas, or Mississippi, those are the three triangles of hell, especially in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I swear. I, I, I'm telling you, man. I, I, it, I, it was so hot one day, man. I'm, I'm, just, I know I seen the devil out there. <laughs> I seen the devil out there coming just some bullshit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, but now, man, you can, you can tell your your son when he, when he grows up that you uh, met Bobby Brown and Q. <laughs> right, 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 right. This, and you know that's the craziest thing though. When this y'all check this out, this true story, Monroe, Louisiana. We, you know, I, I'm the Jeb, I'm Jebrius person. You know, you know, I used to just greet people. You know, when they got playing. So I seen the dude, and you know, I used, I met a lot of people, but I ain't gonna lie, I marked out when I seen Bobby Brown. I, I marked out because I'm like, oh man, that's Bobby Brown. Man, I had my hair cut like after you, man, but. The first thing Bobby Brown told me was, you look familiar. Don't I know you from somewhere? And I was like, I know you from somewhere. And he said, no, no, I met you at a party somewhere. Bobby, I don't know, Bobby. I was in New York back in the day, but I don't remember meeting you. You sure? No, Danny, you make it worse. Johnny Gill 
going to kind of clown me, tell me, I don't think you graduated high school. And then I dropped one on him. I said, shit, I heard that you don't hate women. But I'm sorry. But no, no, he came to me wrong, so I came to him wrong. But I apologize to him. But like I said, you don't mean nobody like that and try to diss him. But no, he was good peace though. He was just he just said he was just teasing with me though. But uh, mm-hmm. rap was real cool. But 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 Bobby though, Bobby is so down to earth. Though. A lot of people, this man was so humble. I took a picture with him. You know, I you know we you know just talk stories and you know we was. It was, it was it was humbling, you know, just to talk to him, and you know they were just telling about the stories, and it's like when I saw the new edition movie, hey, it kind of made sense, you know, but I didn't I didn't know about the part about they were fighting on stage, you know, <laughs> and Curtis Blow dissing them, but you know, and, who would have yeah. known though? Who would have known? All right, well I appreciate it, bad man, and uh. Definitely appreciate your contributions to the show. And uh, but to wrap up the topic, as far as the, the media and fake news and everything, I'd asked uh, how we get people to listen to other opinions when it's so easy for them to go to a news station that supports their own. And my man Johnny Stroy chimed in on Facebook, and he said, raise the children to listen critically, to think, and to how to seek out information. So that's what he said. You got to start with the children. He said the adults, thumbs down. I guess the adults are too far gone when it comes to information um, that's out there. Um, I'm seeing um, a report that came out at 7:30. I think it's old news though about Chris Brown and Soldier Boy that the fight is off. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie though. I kind of wanted to see Chris Brown fight Soldier Boy. There's no way I would have paid for it, but I kind of wanted to see the fight uh, just because I think he would have destroyed Soldier Boy. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> who really gets That's what shot. I was hoping for. Both the <laughs> motherfuckers played right, out so anyway. Check this out. Um, I got a couple of relationship topics for you all, and then when you're ready to shut this thing down. Um, but just more for those out there, for the listeners out there. Uh, this is just a fun thing to do. If you ever get bored, just text random people in your cell phone and say, hey, I'm outside. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You should do that. Uh, all right. Two relationships scenarios. Crystal, let me start with you. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, let me start with Crystal. Crystal, uh, you're, you're living with a guy, okay? His mom stole your credit card and spent $600 on bottle service at the nightclub. Now, your man told you that if you call the cops, that he's through with you. But also, you're living with your man in your in his mom's house. How do you handle that? You're living with the mom and your man, but it's your mom's house. She takes your credit card, spends 600 bucks at a nightclub, he says that if you call the cops, he's done with you, and subsequently you're homeless, I guess. How do you handle that? Okay, wow. So many scenarios that would never <laughs> happen to me. Um, <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. First of all, he owes me $600. Second of all, 
you know, there are shelters out there, so I can live in one. You know, so big fucking deal. So that's it. You know, he owes me six hundred dollars and I'm out. Okay. You know, ooh, bam. All right, all right, and uh, this was something that was presented to me as a real scenario. I don't know, but uh, fellas, anyone you want to jump in? How would you? How would you think she should handle this? Or whether this is the other, this another situation where you're living with your woman, and your well, you're living with your woman's and her mom. Her mom owns the house. Your woman's mom takes your credit card and runs up a six hundred dollar tab at the nightclub. And they say if you go to the cops, then you out of there. I mean, how, how do you handle that? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're an indentured servant. <laughs> you got to work that block. I got to get my shit. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Any other opinion? <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild oh, ass scenario right there, boy. That's some wild shit. Now this this one this is supposed to be supposed to be real. I again I don't know. You know, check your sources. That's what we're talking about tonight. Check your sources. But uh I'm gonna give this one to Batman, all right. Batman. Your wife gave you money to pay the car note, but you went to the strip club and tricked all the money away. The car gets repossessed two days later. Bro, bro, let me just stop you right there. Bro, bro, let me just stop you right there. That will be a damn funeral. That happened. That will be a damn funeral because I already know (laughs) she would fuck me up. I'm just keeping it 100. She would bust me up. So do you tell her the truth, or do you tell her the car got stolen? Man, I'm going to tell you like this. Y'all remember that scene on uh, Why Did I Get Married in that part when Marcus had had that look when old boy told it on him. He's like, he had that look like, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, man, I, man, y'all be doing a, a y'all be doing a tribute to bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Buck, what do you do, man? Buck, do you tell the truth, or do you say the car got stolen? I mean, you're supposed to pay the bill. You gotta tell the truth. Well, women find women find out anyway, so the best thing to do is tell the truth and hope you still got a place place to stay, if it ain't your place. Um, you know, but. I mean, shoot, the only strip club you should be going to is the one at the damn house anyway. The female should be stripping for your ass when you get home. But, um, God, leave me in that. Woo, the way you said that, man, I couldn't help but laugh. You, you, tricked, you tricked all the money. <laughs> I was all howling over here. But, um, T.R., you that, still there, ooh. man? Yeah, I'm here, man. Man, man how would you handle that, man? man? You you go to the strip club, you spend all the car the car note money, the car gets repossessed. Do you tell your wife it got stolen, or you say it got tell the truth and tell her it got repoed? I'm not saying nothing. I'm calling my mama until I'm coming home. 
I leave everything. There. I will leave everything, and I'm telling you, I'm going home. <laughs> Period. You can have it. I'm gone. <laughs> Eminem, how would you handle it, man? Oh man, I, I have to be creative with that one. Uh, well, first, I can't quite get over tricking off the money at the strip club. Uh, I know, hopefully, right? Hopefully, if you trick off some money, you 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 could be at the strip club. Hopefully, you got something while you was there, in the parking yeah, lot or something. motherfucker. Right. No, but uh, <laughs> but you know, but so hopefully it was worth all the headache, you know. And the thing is, it's just like you know, it's like hey, you know, you know, had a little bit too much to drink. I ain't gonna say where I'm coming from, but uh, I hit this dude and I said, hey man, you know. Uh, the police told me I go to jail. I said, "Look, man, I, I, here, here go three hundred dollars, man. You know, will this help you, or whatever, man?" And then, you know, uh, and what happened you know, to the car? I, I, the, 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 the shit know, ain't gonna get no, the car. The car, the car ain't gonna get repossessed because, like I say, well, if it get repossessed, my thing is my thing is as far as the note. I'm finna come pun and get loans off of everything that ain't nailed down that ain't nobody gonna miss before I get a paycheck to pay the shit out. So. It's going to be fucked up, but cash for titles and all that kind of stuff, I'm hitting all them motherfucking places, man. You know. Uh, just shit that you done had sitting around the house, or an old boom box or something like that. I said, shit, man, $10 here, $10 there. You know. Uh, you know and and then, then the thing about it is, see, people don't know how to borrow money from folks. You got niggas that say, hey, dog, do me a favor, man. Can I get $500? No, you know what I mean? You know, I spend the whole day asking niggas for $5. So if 100 people give me $5, I'm good, in addition to the shit I done pondered. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to get creative. You got to use your brain. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but you know, that's a man law violation. You never say you done tricked off no damn money because at that point, she ain't thinking about shit, but, you know, what you just said, you know, all the other stuff is just like just making it worse. But if something happened to the car and all that shit like that, long as long as you can try to get it back and all that kind of stuff like that, it's like nah, you you go ahead and handle that first. But nah, you, you know, nah, uh-uh. you know, some shit okay. just belong to the just belong in the good old boys club. You don't say, hey, honey, you you know. I know you're a uh, very understanding woman, but, uh, you know, hey, I just got an itch, and I just had to scratch it, so I just had to take this damn money. Wow. You I know. took the money. Hey, 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 baby, I took the money. I got some pussy. The car's gone. Sorry. Hey, I'm, shit. I'm calling my mom. I'm calling my mom. I'm, I'd rather tell my mom the truth. Mom, I got some pussy. I lost the money. The car's gone. I need to come home. <laughs> <laughs> because my girl will poison my ass. She will. She will really kill me some kind of way. Oh, That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna ask Crystal. Um, Crystal, what's your reaction to you know? If you find out your man tells you that he spent the car note at the strip club and your car got repossessed, I mean, how do you even respond to that? Wow. 
<laughs> with a gun. Oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Maybe not my gun to start. But um, you know, you gotta call on some favors, you know, and handle this nigga. You know, I mean that's that I mean, that's just like what the fuck? First of all, he should do what um Tennessee Rich <laughs> Always daddy rich to me But uh, he should do I mean he should just go home mother. Damn go home That's where he belongs He belongs with his damn mammy He don't belong with me (laughs) If he even knew me He would never show his face again I just He'd just be a missing motherfucker I'd just be like what the fuck You know I mean That's crazy I can't even see these scenarios don't even make sense to me. They don't compute. Man, <laughs> so people realize. This is people Damn. realize, Crystal. Oh yeah. That that believe it or not that shit happen all the time. That's why I love to see thirteen thirteen pass, but man, there's some there's some Johns out of this motherfucker for real, man. Oh, I'm talking God. about some I'm talking about joking oh, man. Man. You know, you put everything on the line for a piece of ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know yep. those kind of niggas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm-mm. They don't approach me. That's all I know. Oh, uh, they out there. Interact. They they know better. Yeah. Uh, when the right, so goes wrong, <laughs> we'll get ready to wrap things up. And again, I appreciate y'all not only taking the time tonight, but the contributions you all have made over the years, making the show what it is today. Uh, somebody got the TV up. They got to turn that down for a million miles. And, uh, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. And it's just hard to believe it's been six years, man. I, I just remember kind of just getting started. And then I remember, like, 2012, the show really got a lot of traction. I think I had, like, over 150 guests that year, and it was just people coming in and out, and everything was just booming, and it was super busy, and uh, you know, it was just it was just great. And this, I mean, between that and my blog over at ThankQ.me that I haven't contributed anything to in about a month, um, it's just been a wonderful experience, and the interaction of getting to know people and. Uh, meeting people over the years and people who I now consider, you know, to be really, you know, pretty good friends and everything. It's been awesome. But I'm going to give you all um, a chance to do your final thoughts. Uh, no zone coverage tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back with zone coverage next week to get into free agency a little more and the combine. And uh, the, we'll be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And next Tuesday, the topic is, is for Black History. We're going to close out the month with um, talking about Black people problems. All right, so that's what we're talking about next Tuesday: Black people problems. All right, so let's go ahead and shut this thing down. And Batman, I'll let you go first, man. Uh, like I said again, uh, happy anniversary, happy six years. You know. Thank you, sir. Shout out to. Shout out to everybody, the cold show legends, old show legends, new show legends, 
sponsors, uh, contributors. Uh, um, it's just been a fun ride. And uh, what in the hell is up with damn this this damn hip hop today? I swear to God. The, the, oh the, man, the, little y'all. You damn right there, little yachty. I swear to God, I'm better Please than Please explain two. to man. me how you can say it's hot out here in the streets, but it's cold like Minnesota. I don't understand the transition. But I'm sorry, I, go ahead. I, I, I would take our worst rapper of the 80s over him. Oh, oh these guys. Now, I'm serious. I, I, I cannot listen to the radio now. I, I can't Who listen to the radio. Who was the worst rapper of the 80s? Oh, damn. Let's see. Who was garbage in the 80s? Crystal, Eminem, Buck. Y'all remember any garbage rappers of the 80s? I don't remember anybody I just necessarily considered garbage. I can't really think of anybody, man. I mean, well, even I mean, if somebody. The, the reason why it's hard to think of somebody is because you had to go through a lot of shit just to get a a deal. I mean, there was yeah. no, like, I just take my phone and my iPad and make a video and, and become my right. own studio. <laughs> I guess yeah. yeah, you got a deal. I guess you were pretty much decent. Well, you had, yeah, to, you, yeah. had to, you had to spit some real shit back then. It, it wasn't that this. You no, know, people. I mean, we've dumbed down. We've dumbed down. They don't talk about the struggle anymore. It's just about partying and going to the club and getting this bitch and that bitch. I mean, nothing, everybody tired of hearing that shit. You know, let's get <laughs> Talk about something that has some damn stuff. It's like that on the streets too, Buck. Because I mean, these little niggas ain't had to pay no dues. You got guys, you know, flagging out, tattooing Mm themselves, and ain't ain't did nothing. They ain't put in no work. They ain't got their ass kicked. They ain't never had to go fight multiple guys just to prove that they was tough to hang. So, you know, they won't respect, but they don't want to. They don't want to do shit, man. You know, I see it every day, literally. They want to fake it to them, yeah. and they never, but they never make it. That's the problem, right? You know, I, I, I I'm sorry, I, I, I still won't fight the problem. I'm gonna forever fight the damn problem because the fight is never, the fight ain't over. It never will be over. Uh, people still struggling, dying. All I, I, I still feel like, hey, just like, but you know, people, you know, like now, I still listen, I still listen to Bond B, you know. Scarface, but like I said, his one song, Mental ex- ex- Exorcism, look at that video. I'm telling you, man, he was talking about all, you know, you know, between Eric Garner, Ferguson, you know, that mm-hmm. that shit really makes you think, though, man. It really makes you damn think, because like I yeah. said, you, hey, I hey, hey, been, hey I, bad man, n- nothing make you think more than uh, a minute to pray and a second to die, boy. That was some deep shit. Did that actually... Yeah, um, uh, matter of fact, I was getting ready to, to uh, well, I wasn't going to do nothing with one of my cousins. He's deceased now. But uh, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it was divine intervention or what, but I was listening to that shit, and I was just like, okay, if I roll with this dude and this shit get real, man, this might be the scenario. And I didn't go. He didn't get right. robbed that night, but, I mean, but it eventually led to that, you know. Right. <laughs> And you know, and okay. who's the little cat? Who's the little cat with the with the pick? With you know, look like the little picking in it. You know, is that uh? It's another one. It's oh, a, all I seen was it's the dude. He has like he look like a actual picking in. He got the little 
things in his hair and Kodak Black. But that's probably yeah. yeah. They got the little got the Skittles, no, uh, the Skittles fronts. But, but I want to know who do, who the fuck is the dude? Like I said, I seen I seen a video on Facebook when they was climbing all these uh, XXL freshman rappers, and I seen the one cat hilarious. rapping with a damn purse. Who in the somebody fuck thug. raps with a goddamn purse? <laughs> That was twenty one something like that. I'm yeah, sorry. He, that's what it's not. And he, and he didn't even rhyme. Something like that. He didn't even rhyme. You ain't got no business wearing no pearls if you rapping unless you look Cam a Foxy Brown. Okay. You ain't got no fucking <laughs> business with no pearls on. Yeah, yeah. Them niggas sound like they doing nursery rhymes. You can't yeah. even understand what they say. Yeah. 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 You know, rapping football was the last so frontier hard. we had. We had that on a show a couple of years ago. Rapping, rap, it wasn't yeah. that one the title of the show, but that's kind of what we alluded to. Uh, yeah. How rapping uh, football was like the last frontier we had. So now they're trying to take that again. Black guys. Do, do y'all think? Do y'all think that they are trying to make the the black male look more feminine? Yeah, the I tried. Artists. Yeah. Just exceed Shit, I know they are. Cause I, yeah. I'm sorry, I grew. I like I said, we 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 from the we from that hardcore era of the mother of the mm-hmm. seventies. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. motherfucking seventies where men was men. Well, hey, yeah. you said Mister to every man you know. If he was over, hey, hey, you call him Mister. Right. You know, there was these was guys. These wore suits. You know, like a suit on the church or a suit in the street, superfly suit. But like I right. said, still though, these guys, they acted a certain way. They treated their women a certain way. Yeah. But like I said, I think when it then when it started getting to the 80s, you know, a lot of shit started. I blame the shit on Ronald Reagan. Like I said. Well, let, me ask you, let me ask Crystal this. Crystal, I got a question for you. Because even... Even though there were some guys who maybe in the seventies and eighties that treated their women poorly, do you feel like they still kind of handle business back then a little better? And what I mean by handle business, he may have cheated on you, he may have, you know, not been a good guy, but he still paid the house note and made sure the kids were taken care of. Well, yeah, I mean, I th- <laughs> I think it was like a, it was just a different uh, era. Um, different generations of men, uh, or not just men, but women too, you know, just a different generation. Right. So you're coming from those guys back in the, um, I guess we were talking about the 80s and 70s. Well, they were raised by men and women who were of, you know, the 50s and late right. 40s. So you're coming from a generation who was, Directly taught by a generation before them, and that's just what you di- you did. But now, see what you're comparing is, is like you got two or three generations in between that, and what you're comparing some of the rappers or whatever men, quote unquote, today, they were raised by children, okay, right. <laughs> literally. So it, it's hard to teach a man or a woman to be that if if those, you know, um, parents were actually children themselves. And, and the grandma was 36. 
and then grandma. Yeah, you know, so it's hard to to compare the millennials of today with you know the people, um, the baby boomers. A lot of them were that you're talking about, baby boomers, and you know some are Generation X now, but you know a lot of them were actually baby boomers. So it's hard to compare. You got you got a few generations in between, and the world has changed. Um, a lot of things have changed. In between that, you had uh, the women's movement, civil rights. Uh, you had, you know, you had crack era, which really you right. know, destroyed us. Nino Brown. And the gang no. era. So, you know, there's so much in between that that just really destroyed people in, in youth of, uh-huh. of a, a generation of people. I mean, I I have had <clears throat> friends of mine who are literally just now getting out of jail. And they've been in jail oh. for over 20 years because of crack cocaine. They went to I mean, they were gone, all of them, gone. Yeah. So, and, and then the others went to jail and the others died. So, so yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare those two generations. Yeah, yeah but there's no death. But that's still no excuse. Like I said, whoever raised that damn water have a damn purse, need they ass whoop. I'm like, it is what it is. I'm just saying, you can't be no damn robber time I put the damn purse on. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, you but know she be that came with no damn dude, purse. Right, but see, but if a dude, if a dude's dad is really more like his stepmom, well, you're going to start seeing more and more of that type of shit. You know. Well, the problem is, is that this generation <laughs> is raised by one parent, not parents. We're used to having. Yep. I'm, I had both of my parents in the and household, and, and all of my yeah, all of my friends had their both parents in there. But then when you start to get to these generations now, there's just a parent, so there's not the discipline that should be there because that parent has so much going on. They can't really pay attention to everything in detail like they should. And then you also try. have the government. Right. And then you have the government that's taking away the parental uh, parents' rights to be able to discipline their kids the right way, the way they should have. So now they just settle with Xbox yeah. and PlayStation. Yeah. Right. And, and that's it. You know. And, and something that uh, Q brought out on uh, this kind of, you know, keeping it on track with the with the celebration of the six years, but uh, I know he did a show uh, a year or so ago, I think, on, like, I don't know what the topic was, Q. I can't remember no more. But, like, basically pretty much, like, defined roles and stuff like that, kind of something to that point. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, so you don't really see that dichotomy no more. It's not like, well, you're going to learn how to shit, cook and sew from your mama and how to work and you know, fight from your dad or your uncle or something. I mean, now it's pretty much like, you know, you know, nigga here, I keep the, I, I, the lights on. You got someone to sleep, shit, you know, you figure it out. So, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, nobody is, you know, nobody takes a son, you know, a man don't be like, like oh, man, you're going to be the next, you know, whoever your foot, favorite football player is. Or, you know, the first fight they have at school, you know, you train them to, to be Rocky or Bruce Lee. You don't see that no more. Now it's just like, you know, shit. You know, like nobody don't give a fuck. And it's just like people want other people's opinions. Like nobody had their own uh, 
methods predetermined in their head. Not that they right or wrong, but it's just like you don't hear people talk about the future, man. You can go to the hospital and you see little niggas, man. To my yeah, that's my that's my that's my son, man. That's right, but you don't you don't hear them saying, yeah, man, that's gonna be the next, you know, shit, you know, Tom Brady or something. You don't hear that shit. You just hear like, you know, it's just what it is. So I think that's, right. that's a, I guess that's a generational thing, but it's no kind of future. Like nobody want to live vicariously through their kid no more. That used to be a big thing of a man that's macho. You know, it's just like right. your thing is you don't want your kid to end up being no damn sissy or uh, something like that. So you just kind of like it's certain things you say, okay, by the time they did this, I teach him how to do this. And now you don't know what he's going to be or how successful they're going to be, but you're still going to show him. You know, you don't want to be your, you don't want your son to be the kid that can't catch or he has to learn how to catch from his coach or some shit like that, you know. But these guys not on your okay. fuck. But also you and have man. to remember that right now that a lot of, and I know we're talking about roles and macho and feminine or whatever, but the thing is, there are people who don't fit into either one of those categories. And so now it is being accepted, whereas to say you don't have to be the macho little kid or you don't have to now hide yourself and try to pretend to be the macho little kid or vice versa. So there are a lot of these Guys that, you know, you're talking about with the the man purse, the merce, or whatever, hmm. these are kids who now are able to openly express who they are and what they are and what they want to be or not want to be or whatever without having to be, you know, put into one little category. So that's also the difference. So it's not just, well, I don't have a parent or I only have one parent or whatever is that now I can truly express who I am. Uh, okay. Well, they're definitely doing that. All right. Um, let's see. Bad man, let you finish your thought real quick. Oh, just one note. Um, I talked to someone this weekend who was at a concert down in Biloxi. I can't remember who performed. But Kwame, the boy genius, is a hype man now. He's a uh, DJ and hype man now. So if you ever wonder what happened to Kwame, the boy genius, that's what he's doing now. But anyway, go ahead and finish wow. with the South Bad Man, and I'll move on real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, you know, like I said, I just, that's just something I always just ran about, especially, you know, I just, like I said, my, you know, I just listen to, 70s, 80s, you know, sometimes other some 60s. But, but anyway, you know, my thoughts is, especially, um, I was thinking about the me personally, I'm, I'm definitely going to live vicarious through my son. My son is already shooting jumpers at two. He's shooting jumpers at two. Hey, I suck at basketball, but like I said, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm more football, but like I said, hey, he loves to shoot basketball. Hey, I'm going to encourage it to him, you know, while he's young. All right. And like I said, I appreciate okay. that. Let me go ahead and uh, yeah, and um, yeah. Final thought, but we're really we're talking about the fake media and the six year anniversary. So I don't want to necessarily get into another topic, especially one that we're going to discuss next week. Because a lot of what you all are saying is going to be good for next week as well. But 
Let's see. Tennessee Rich has dropped off. Uh, Crystal, I'll go to you. Well, again, just um, really good show. I am um, very proud of you and um, very glad that I was able to be a part of your show. And congratulations on your six years. And um, hope that you make it past your little death watch deadline. But uh, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. And I look forward to many more shows. And I think you've done a really good job um, staying as impartial as, as possible on your show and allowing, you know, the callers to really, you know, be the the um, force of your show, which I think makes it truly unique for, you know, a lot of the internet, blog talk, radio, or whatever, these types of shows. It's, you know, you don't get a lot of callers a lot of times, so it's more of a, a literal pod, podcast. So, so I think that's why you know, so many people come back and I think what was the tagline you had in the beginning, which was Sometimes just a place for it. a place for people to talk, like you know, amongst friends or something like that, or in a bar or something. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what did I say? Let's see, a platform for instance, start a conversation at a bar amongst friends. Yes, and I think that's really true essence of of this show. It is people getting together who enjoy talking, even though, you know, some of us get into bar fights, which is, you know, <laughs> usually fueled by me, you know, and my counterpart, Ray. So, hey, <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's okay because it's entertainment for everybody else and it's just cool. So, I mean, but I really enjoy it and I, I, I look forward to many more of that and, of course, congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really do. All right. And, oh, by the way, Andre and Tampa chimed in. And when I put out on Twitter, were there any garbage rappers in the 80s? If so, who were they? He said rapping Duke. But I think that dude was Jeremy. That was classic. Aretha anyway. Franklin. Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude was jamming. I don't know what he's talking yeah, yeah. about. Classic. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. But what you got, man? And it's it's been really awesome being a part of this show. Um, being able to chop it up with everybody and um the the different types of views that are expressed on this show, it really gives you an opportunity to to really home in on something that may that you may be going through. Um I think we, you know, as a group, um, it's, it's like we're almost family in 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 some ways, in a lot of ways, really, because you know we be we can bounce even if even if you know you don't disclose that it may be happening to you at the time, it it may hit some somebody may say something that hits home with you and you figure something out to get through a struggle that you may be going through, and I think that's what makes the show so good. Um, and like I said earlier, this show here gives you a platform that this is like a modern-day version of, you know, like I said earlier, maybe Soul Train or maybe 
um, you know, whatever you had in your particular community where you got information, whether it be church or whatever or barbershop or something like that, a place where everybody can come in, you're not being judged, you, you know, you talk about it, and even if you do get in, you know, even if you disagree, you get to come back to that same place the next day or the next week or whatever, and you still high-fiving and hanging out and, you know, doing the same, you know, doing the same thing you did the week before, even though you had a disagreement the week before. And that's just, that's just something that, that does not happen enough in today's time. We're too quick to, ju- you know, to jump to conclusions and not find the solutions. But I think this show, the way it's set up and the way we, you know, the way we chop it up each and every week, I think we offer solutions to a lot of, to a lot of today's problems that you just don't get anywhere else. And that's what makes this show great. And this, that's also what's going to make the show go past 750. Because I think that um, what we're, the knowledge that we provide each and every week, I think is important to everyone. So I think it's something that needs to continue. So with that being said, everybody enjoy the rest of their week. Love being a part of the show and looking for many, many more shows. So everybody enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you, sir. Eminem, shut it down, bro. Oh, man, fantastic show, man. Uh, You know, Great occasion, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Six is a great number. I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. That's the uh, that's that's the day I was born on the damn six, man. So I'm saying nothing but love for the six. You know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, like I say, uh, man, just what what this show has done for so many of us, man. Just giving a voice to the public, man. Letting people see different stuff, hear different stuff. Um, uh, you know. It even allowed uh, people to 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 see the uniqueness of people in different parts of the region, in different parts of the country. They might have not thought it existed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, and collaborations and stuff. I know uh, I can't remember if I'm accurate or not, but it seemed like I think True Speech and Milani might have collaborated on a little project yeah. or some one time and different stuff. And of course, you know, uh, yours truly was. Uh, was was truly blessed by, you know, uh, uh, Crystal introducing the world to a pimp. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah, that's that's still awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then had to be done. And then, matter of fact, uh, I don't know if she still got you know writer's block or whatever, but you know, I remember we talked about something on a couple shows ago, and I had an idea. I was just like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, with the with the with the information she already have, you know, it's like, hey, you might well turn that shit to a book. You already got the words, you know, you can spend it a little bit. You know, I know how writers do their little thing with it, but hey, you know, just an idea. But if you decide to do it, hey, you know, uh, I think that would be great. But uh Yeah, that three just corners show you, part two, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know, uh I just think that's what you bring to the table, man. It's just like, you know, you being you but at the same time, you helping so many people. Now, a lot of people don't like to say shit like help and stuff like that. But now, you know, I'm a very confident guy. I have an ego out of this world. But one thing about it is, you know, I'm kind of like how, uh, like when Big Daddy Kane made it popular to name off every damn body. Uh, well, Kumo D did that shit too. But uh, basically mm-hmm. name off everybody in your hood that, you know, just basically gave you a high five. You know what I'm saying? 
You know, mm-hmm. shout out to this, shout out to that. Yeah, I'm one of them type of motherfuckers, so I, I'm not too proud to say, you know, if it was blase, blase, blase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm one of these people that ain't too proud to say, you know what I'm saying, you know, this show has did so much for so many different people, you know, and helped so many people that I don't think people understand how mo- how momentous this motherfucking show has been, you know. Um I know uh, back when we used to get a lot of callers, you know, I know it's been some times when people have some very serious things they will kind of, you know, call in about or, you know, hit you on the line about just to hear different people's opinion. Like I say, everybody uh-huh. ain't designed to just go to a damn shrink or a counselor or even a, a pastor or something. You know, some people just need to hear shit in a different way, and I think that's a valuable tool this show has, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time... Um, you know, the show is also entertainment to, you know, it can put a smile on your face. It can make you very in, in, in quiverous. I don't think that's a damn word, but hey, fuck it. I'm, I'm him. I can make it sound right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he creates cause, words uh, over here. Yeah. Cause you know, cause I know, uh, one of the most memorable shows of 2016 was, uh, one of the ones like the 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 week after I think Trump ass got elected or whatever and you know and uh it, it was you know it was different views on it you know of course I was one of the ones giving the you know death to the future predictions or whatever and I hope I'm wrong but you know but you know but people needed to know that how different people thought and then when you start including people that um was from different backgrounds I know uh. A couple of foreigners been on here and shit. Then you know, then you had uh, more than a couple. More than a couple, right? More than a couple. Then you had, of course, you got you know my girl Amy in Arkansas. You know what I'm saying? Caucasian Southern girl. Then you had um, the chick from uh, Philly that live in San Francisco, and just just over and over, just you know, just multiple people from Canada and all that kind of stuff. So the thing is, the common thread was expression, man. You know what I'm saying? People just need to hear shit, and I wish, uh, and I ain't, I ain't trying to beat up on millennials or nothing like that. You know, I got damn, you know, my kids millennials and stuff, but, uh, well, three of them anyway. But, you know, people need to understand the value of your voice. You know, people die for this shit. So, you know, you know, I, I, I like everybody else, I'm going to say it too. I, we need to go past 750. You know, I don't know what the future is. I know Q has a life outside of the radio, but it's like, you know, you know, yeah. you that corner, you don't became that corner store now. <laughs> so when you, if you shut down, well, it's almost like, um, you know, shit Walmart changed. Wins. Right. So I want to be like the dude to be like uh, the, the the old, you know. Of course, I'm a big Rudy Ray Moore fan. So you remember the show from the uh, his uh, he was. He was on the show, but he wasn't really. It wasn't really about him. I remember uh, Hustle Monkey when they stopped. Uh, yeah, yeah. They stopped yeah. the freeway from going through Chicago. I'm just saying, you know, some shit like that, and everybody <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they turned the bulldozers around them old fucked up dump trucks and shit. So, you know, <laughs> we don't want to see that corner store get torn down, man. Because when that happens, then everything changes. The mundane starts. Everybody going back to be they, you know, go work, deal with bullshit. Or whatever, but this is like a release, you know. Like I said, I think on your second show, to me, this is like my man cave. I love this shit, you know, especially 
the fact that you don't have a billionaire sponsor yet, so I don't have to be me or Ray or nobody else has to be censored as of yet. You know, so that's a great thing. So, um, you know, then it's a political platform. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for those who followed the show for years, like my man uh, Archie and Mishivas down in the uh, Virgin Islands, you know what I'm saying? They are one of the first people, listener-wise, especially to hear the plea for America to please pass the thirteen thirteen bill. You know what I'm saying? And, and open this shit up. You know what I'm saying? What other place? What other place? Could someone have a forum like this, man? This shit got to go past Celsius. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so keep doing what you do, man. I I really don't have no comments for the other topic. I I can't remember what that was about, but uh, okay. But like I say, you know, I just I can go on and on and on and on and on about the show because, like I say, when you are part of something to the point you get ordained a legend. Oh shit, man! That, anybody with any kind of ego that feeds that shit. So hey, that's you know. Because the damn no job, doubt. they don't give a fuck about you. Once you clock out, you ain't shit. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, All you know right, what? Man, well, I, hey, I like yeah. that. Hashtag, once you clock out, you ain't shit. <laughs> we'll see if that starts trending. Mm, it, it ain't too rhymey, but, you know, I think it kind of resonates with a lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got, I mean, it, got it, got it. it got a little ring to it. It got a little ring to it. Yeah. But all right, I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you and your contribution over the years. Uh, I know everyone keeps saying go beyond 750. I mean, we have to see. Right now we're at 677, so we got a little ways to go. Uh, another, what, 73 shows? So seventy three shows. You're talking about another. Whew, all right, I'm not. If I do two shows a week, that's still gonna be a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah, we just keep it going and see if the show makes it to, to lucky number seven. We'll see if it makes and, it. And what's seven fifty? That's seven. part of the the uh, section of the Mayan calendar that we don't know about or whatever. <laughs> no, that's that old Dallas. Ca- Hey, that's that Dallas Cowboy shit. Uh, I think Michael Irvin had 750 reception. That's what he's going with, you know. Since oh, he's oh my fan. god! So I mean, uh, that's exactly that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's because I know I I know my boy, so you know I knew that's what they had to deal with. But wow. I'm not saying go past. I'm not saying go past it because you know it's something to have to do with Dallas Cowboys. I'm saying we need to go past it because this show is informative and this show saves lives. I mean, I know we I, we don't know the exact numbers, but lives? I can guarantee I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you somebody out there. I mean, somebody out here that we don't know about, and they'll probably call in one day when we're not not expecting it. You know, say, hey, I learned something from you guys, and it changed you know it changed my life because I, I was thinking about ending it. You know. And that's what the show is all about. And it's not what the show is all about. But if somebody's out there listening, they got issues. 
And you know, and they, you know, yeah, they were saying my life is not as I'm not as crazy as Crystal or Ray, so I must be okay. <laughs> I can I can do this. You know, I can I can make this. I'm going like, damn, they like really yeah. fucked up. For yeah. anybody that's so, thinking about dying out there, die boning, man. That's the only way to go. <laughs> 13, 13, baby. No, nah, because yeah, I can see somebody now like, well, I want take, to all kill money. take all your bill money. Take all your car money. Take all your rent money. Go to the strip club. <laughs> I, I got to hear what Eminem says. Eminem says next week. So. Yeah, that was hilarious. You saying trick, uh, you tricked all your money away at the strip club. That was, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Off, Man, I'm saying, that's what the scenario said, bro. That's what it said. Damn, I want to meet the you motherfucker. Know, no, you, you, yeah. you, you'll be you'll be surprised how many niggas go through a tax refund this time of year, though. Oh, oh, I'm not surprised about that. Cause I live in Tennessee. Man, you know how many people quit their job after they got their refund? Yeah. You know how many people quit their job after they got their refund? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like real shit. Life. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be gone spring break. Oh hell yeah, it'd be gone the first week because these jokers buying rims. They buy no. I mean, let's let's talk about this quick quick second. People that got big tax refunds of above five thousand. Look, you don't go out and buy two thousand dollars set of rims. Put your car on twenty fours or twenty eights or whatever the hell you put it on. You don't go buy a bunch of jewelry and all that bullshit. What you need to do is catch bills up, fix things around the house that you need to be fixing that you've been waiting through Christmas and Valentine's Day and possibly anniversary and birthdays. You, you know, put some money, uh, prepare for the next Christmas. Ask your kids what they want and put the shit back so that way when December comes, you ahead and you ain't behind. And, you know, just, you know, waiting until December to put the shit on layaway. You know, you should be getting the shit out. So that way you, you get spend money on your significant you Are you serious? No. Who do you think you're no. talking about? So I mean, someone these, who's you know, getting people. that much is defrauding, I'm sure, which is why the laws have changed <laughs> this year. They're not yeah. thinking about, you know, their kids or whatever. I mean, what? Really? No, they think okay. about they thinking about bullshit. But that's the reason I said yeah. this is public service announcement. This is why the show is important. Think about but what you, know you what, really though? need to spend spend the money on. So therefore, you I, put hey, yourself ahead I, instead of being behind. I, I, I agree, but at the same time, I think sometimes people kind of envy other people. You know, you take a joke of yep. two guys standing in line somewhere, mm-hmm. both of them sixty-five, and one guy yep. done, you know tricked and had all parted all the way up to he was sixty-one, and the other guy just took his ass back and forth to. A, Factor, he was a school janitor for 35 years, and he's just like, well, you know, I got a little nest egg, but shit, man, I ain't worth nothing now. This guy here done lived it up, man. He talking, got stories to tell, lying to these young dudes, and I ain't got nothing to say. Probably outlive you. Right, but I was at work at 5 o'clock before everybody got there, and I left (laughs) after everybody was gone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had all them keys in my pocket, and I ain't... But see, there there's a there's a way to get around. I mean, you can do all that, but see, I mean, people got to use their heads, and that, I mean, and that's what the, this that's why we need shows like this to kind of teach people to kind of you know do the right thing instead of doing the wrong thing. It's all right to have fun. I'm not saying don't have fun in your journey, 
because we all need to have fun to, you know, break break away. But at the same time, we have to be smart enough as individuals to know that, you know, what's important. If you're getting that kind of money back, you got 872 kids, and you get to have one of them big-ass refunds, you need to spend it the correct way so, therefore, you can get ahead instead of staying behind all the time and then, you know, out there borrowing money or having to get a right. second or third job so that way you can just get something to put under hey. the tree. I know we're going to have to save it for another show, but don't get me started talking about somebody winning some money like the lottery or something and smoking dope or something, man, smoking crack. Oh, yeah. That's a whole show by a damn self. Just think about it if you if you one of those ones that's fortunate enough to get one of these large-ass paydays. Man, think about what you're going to do with it. If, 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 if a dude was a single guy and he won a small lottery, as long as you don't upgrade to – Chicks is way above your level in taste and stuff like that. You can come That's to the average ghetto and have a harem, man. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot. You're right. No dignity, no doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me shut this thing down. Go to talktoq.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. Follow the show on iTunes. Sometimes I forget that I have um, the podcast is uploaded to iTunes every night at every um, after the show every Tuesday on uh, at midnight. So go to iTunes and if you've never given a review of the show, please leave a review. And that's something that I'm real proud well, of. Um, what do you leave a review iTunes. At iTunes? Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have Apple, man. Um, I don't know. There, you probably can't do it. I guess unless you can do it from the iTunes website. I don't know. But um, that's I, I, I've I I I asked you that like years ago, but I just never thought about it. But you know, Apple, uh, you I, mean, Apple I put the link in. I put the link in the T2Q group, so you can try clicking on the link and seeing where it takes you. But um, one thing I'm really proud of, as far as uh, my man Jay Mayo up there in in the Motown said the Motor City. Jay Mayo gets a ton of feedback on his podcast. I mean, I don't know how many um, reviews he's gotten, but he has like a section of the show where he actually reads reviews. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's well. He he might be close to four digits in reviews. I don't know. I might be stretching it there, but I'm pretty sure he he definitely has three digits because that dude will read two or three reviews on his podcast every week. Well, so maybe that's a lot of feedback, Nick. and that, maybe that that's helps with the exposure of the too. show. Because <laughs> I used to always wonder why how white people will go, uh, you know, buy some like I don't know some new dishwashing liquid, and then they feel so good about it, they'll send a letter to the manufacturer or something. So I, I don't know. I just really know black people did that kind of stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> but yeah, yes, so we do. Jay does. He does a great job getting soliciting feedback, and, uh, you know, his show is doing very well. I'm very proud of him, the Right to Real Love podcast. Google that and check it out. Um, I think I've been on the show three times, I think. But it's been a minute. It's been about a year, so hopefully Jay will hit me up, and I'll gladly join that show again. The number one relationship in podcast. Uh, I can't remember hey. his tagline. But, What's um? Uh... I know you know you're wrapping up, but this this is anniversary related. 
just throwing it out there for some people might remember some of the people that came on the show. What's uh, Milani doing now, Milani Billups? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I think she's doing something on more of a local thing. Uh, I know the last I saw, she had changed her Twitter name to Life of Legacy. And I think she owns her own business. I don't know if she's finished from school or not. Uh, but I don't know. I'm going to try to get her to pull through. I meant to reach out to her before this show, but I just never got the opportunity to, to pop her off a direct message. And, but, and um, one more person, too, uh, that came on, Celia um, uh, Marie Dean. Celia Marie Dean got married last week, if I'm not mistaken. It was last week. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. she... <laughs> Very, um, no, that's a joke. That's very beautiful <laughs> pictures and everything. It's just, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, congratulations, so, that's real, real. And she got married. Where, what country was she in? It wasn't here. I can't remember where she was. Was it Liberia? But, um, no, I don't think it was there. I want to say it was like France or Israel or I want to say now. I was thinking. I'm thinking it's Israel. Israel? Okay. You said what city? Yeah, you remember? No. I know it was like a destination or something. Yeah. So I want to say it was in Israel. But, uh, yeah, she she got uh, married, and so I'm very happy for her. The goddess, uh, uh, what's her name? Intellect. Uh, Yeah. The goddess intellect. I have not had any contact with her. Um, I tried to reach out to her. Well, the last time I was in Toronto, and um, I wasn't able to get a response. So she's still out there. As a matter of fact, she surfaced on Instagram yesterday. I saw her, I think it was the first time in a very long time that she posted on Instagram. And so she's she's back out there. So maybe I'll, you know, run into her sometime soon. And then uh, but, uh, the, the comedian... Uh... Uh, like I said, I know I've just been bringing up females, but uh, lost in Idaho. That's a dude. I throw that out there. Brandon, he's a family man. Uh, he's out in Cali. He's not in Idaho. He's in Cali, uh, married with a couple of kids. His kids are probably five years and younger. I mean, pretty young kids. Mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, he'll he'll comment on something I put out there every now and then. But uh, I haven't just actually had a conversation with him in a while, but he's still out there bumping around. And there was one more person that wasn't a legend, then I'm through. Uh, I think it was a cat that was pretty young. I think he was in college or something. And I want to say Tampa or either Atlanta. I can't remember. But he was real knowledgeable. Uh, like Something we was talking about one time, he called in. and You know what? I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of who it is. He was a he was he was a young guy. I don't remember was that knowledge. I don't. That might have know. been knowledge. Yeah. That's not him. Right. That might be him because I kept saying it was a breath breath of fresh air hearing somebody that's not in you know, that's not in our age bracket or older or something. Yeah. 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 So, and you know, there been a lot of people, and I mentioned some people, you know, at the beginning of the show. Um, you know Stanley and, and, and Montreal and 
you know, other Q and uh, what was my boy out there in Cali they used to call all the time? Uh, oh, his name escapes me right now. Not the guy in Los Angeles, huh? No, I don't think he was in Los Angeles. Don't think he was in Los Angeles. But there was someone I met. I mentioned Smitty and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. This uh, Greg was it Greg? You know Fred, what? Fred, you Fred and Fred. Fred. Yeah, yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And, and and when speaking of book, we're talking about this show save people lives or whatever. I mean, well, I ain't saying the dude was in a life threatening situation, but I know the first couple of times I'd heard him. I mean, he sounded like he was, you know, kind of dealing with some stuff when it came to relationships and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Fred. Fred Salahuddin up there in New York City. Uh, clean, classy. I meant to clean, classy. Pianki, of course, you know. Solution. Uh, um, I heard another um, guy in I LA. Think, he, he he called like maybe twice, and because uh, me and him agreed on a lot of stuff, he was kind of like a radical guy. Uh, but I remember he was like in the, in LA, inner city, like. Uh, I can't remember his name though. It's his handle name. Shoot, I, I promise you, man. There's been so many people on this show. Very hard to keep up with them. And then, uh, then it used to be a lady named Coach Steph that used to call in sometime. Uh, yeah, she was from Houston. She was one of the early, right. early um, people. There was, and of course, uh, your cousin, cousin Worm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Sonia in San Jose. Sonia used right, to call in. Right. Um, Jules, Jules and Philly, uh, Lady yeah. Estrogen in Toronto. Who, who was the one that had the magazine? Sierra says or something. Uh, uh, Kiara Mazuko, yeah, yeah. And and then what so was remember the, J- uh, you remember Jr. the Boss Man? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, what was the um, uh, the lady was from India descent. Uh, the wrote books and I mean and um, Sweta um, Patel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweta Patel. There's been a ton of names coming through here. A ton of names. Yeah, yeah. One day, so, man, when you super bored, you might have to do do some uh, like a, a, a credits thing and just post it. How I many different people you actually done had on there? Yeah, well, it's interesting did. to figure out. <laughs> There's still a lot of people that uh, we didn't mention. Uh, oh, yeah, the whole Tate lot. Jones, I think no, the Tate Jones has her own radio show. I had my two, Latina, my two Latina comedians, uh, Yesenia Bailey and uh, yep. and and Jenny. Uh, you know, they're still doing their thing. Uh, yeah, I remember we had Lisa Lisa right. on. We've had some we had some stars on, like we had the uh you know, the a couple of the uh boxing referees on. Um Yeah, Tony uh, Weeks. The, the Tony fitness Weeks. fitness and, trainer, uh Brad yeah. Jensen, then Bre- it was the Yeah Bre- Jensen, Bre- then it was the uh Jaha the Knight talking marketing. Yep. Y'all remember yeah, Janika, the uh the white girl from Iowa, the light black man? Yeah. One of the first shows we did on interracial yeah. dating. And yep. then uh, who was I mean, who was the black lady that was like a, a I think she was a bodybuilder or something. 
bodybuilder, bodybuilder. I think I think she was a bodybuilder because she was on the first. Uh, well, I think she was in Muscle Magazine or something. She had an appearance. Oh, you think about you think about CB Carolyn Bryant. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Carolyn Bryant. CB, she's still out there in Houston doing her thing. Still in great shape. I think she's like 51 years old or something like that. And I put her body against any 20-something. She's in amazing uh, shape. The the life coach type chick that was in Memphis, uh, that Bernard knew. uh, Oh, you're talking about uh, the mental health uh, star, Brandy J. Flynn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, reminiscing over these names. But I'll tell you something y'all can do, though. If you ever just have some time, and uh, and by the way, C. Dave Marie Dean was married in Jerusalem. That's where that was. Yeah. If you ever um, get have some free time, just find a show between 150 and 350 and hit play on one of those podcasts, and you will crack yourself up at some of the things we talked about. Uh, some of us have evolved over the years as far as some of the things we believe in. We've changed stances, so to speak. Some people hold fast to what they believe in. Uh, and just hearing some of that stuff from back in the day is funny because a lot of it I've forgotten. I mean, you got to think about it. We're closing in on 700 episodes. Man, a lot of stuff we said, we've forgotten. And I've heard shows, and I've listened to them, and I'm like, I don't even remember this part. You know, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time because yeah. it's been so long and there's been so many episodes. And then you hear some things, it may have been four years ago, but it sounded, it just, it's almost like you heard it yesterday. You almost know it word for word what's going to be said. Yeah. And I remember so, you had Bethany Benz on that boy when, when you was breaking the news. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And, she, and on top of that, she was a very interesting interview. Yeah, it was. She was a very interesting interview. She was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. She was a, a lot better than the exotic dancer that I had who, seemed like she was preoccupied. She was cool, but seemed yeah, like she the was kind of preoccupied. They had all them phony answers and stuff like that. Yeah, I know you had uh, one lady was on twice. First, she was a video vixen. Then she tried to say, Tried to make it sound like that title was something like something else. I'm like, yeah, but it's the same thing. Uh, you remember that? That was Natay, Natay Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know that the second time, she didn't like that, that oh, title. Your, your video vixen. It was. Yeah. She was calling that. That second wrong. interview was rough. That was yeah. probably one of the roughest interviews I had. Probably one of the roughest interviews I had. Then I. You know, I had interviews. Remember Latasha Lee, who Shaq's mistress? Yeah. I apologize right. to Shawnee O'Neal over the air. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, let me wrap this thing up for a little this time. It's always great to reminisce, but uh, yeah. like I said, this show is it's left a legacy. And you all can take comfort in knowing, you know, Buck, Crystal, Eminem, that 20 years from now, somebody's going to stumble across a T2Q podcast. And they are going to crack up laughing at y'all. They're 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 going to hear. I bring I mean, sun and light in every single time. 
<laughs> they're gonna hear that. Some women are they're down hear, for it. I mean, all these you different drops. Screw, a lot of people have forgotten, or, or don't yeah, know where it originated. I mean, a lot of people have no idea what this stuff is in reference to. And I think it's funny because we hear it every night in, night out, and we crack up at it. And people, you know, years from now are going to be trying to figure out like, the own pop cult reference to it, everything. And I think it's kind of cool. But. All right. Well, my thanks to my show legends for holding me down once again. Thanks to all of you who have listened. Uh, like I said, the show has amassed over 400,000, getting close to half a million uh, listeners and page views on the website, and I definitely appreciate it. And uh, for now, we'll keep this thing going, and we'll see if we can each inch our way up to 700 episodes, which is the next milestone. So um, I think some thecrystalshow.com for being a supporter of the show. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter, and again, go to iTunes and please review the show. Those are the things that help give the show exposure. It shows support. That's the type of stuff that, has, that gets people motivated in the, you know, going past 750. I got to get some feedback. So everyone have a wonderful evening. We'll talk to you next Tuesday where we'll discuss black people problems. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it over here. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and hear what they think.
going to be in a mess. <laughs> Shit. 